Hey folks, it's Dr. Gersmar from Aspire Natural Health. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you happen to be listening to this, I hope you're having a fantastic day. You know, we are still in the midst of this whole coronavirus issue and all the concerns that come with it. And I'm personally a little bit surprised by all the hubbub about masks. So I wanted to take just a couple of minutes today to talk about wearing masks. Masks. I've seen a surprising number of people in the functional, alternative, natural, holistic sphere making a huge deal about masks. So let's talk about it. Now, when it comes to infections, right, there are four primary ways that infections spread from person to person. So two of them we can breeze over really quickly are uh, b- via the blood, getting blood-based uh, infections. The second is sexual-based infections, the sexual infections. Okay, setting those aside, there are two other ways that many, many infections that we're concerned about spread. One is called fecal-oral. Fecal means poop. Oral means mouth. Gross, right? But here's the reality. Little tiny, tiny bits of poop can easy, can harbor infections, bacteria, viruses, parasites, and it's not, you know, big pieces of poop that we're really worried about here. It's little microscopic pieces that people are getting onto their hands, transferring across to different surfaces, and are riding around and getting into people's noses, eyes, and and mouths, right? So this is why we talk about the importance of washing hands. The whole point behind washing hands is to try to minimize this poop to mouth root. Gross. I hear you, but it's the reality. Like, right, when they do those horror shows about shining black lights around and looking, uh, they find that basically, you know, most everything is contaminated. So this is why we wash our hands, right? The importance, go to the bathroom, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. This is what we talk about. Now, the other primary route, the things like colds and flus and COVID here are transmitted via respiratory, the breath, right? Now, viruses don't just float around all by themselves in the air. The reality is that they ride around little tiny microscopic bits of saliva and mucus that come out when we talk, the louder, the more forcefully we talk, the more come out coughing and sneezing, get a lot of those micro droplets out into the air, little clouds of micro droplets. And then when we move through them, we can inhale them and bring them into our bodies where that's a way that an infection can spread. So the whole idea here, primarily behind masks, is about reducing that the last thing that we just talked about, the spread of these micro droplets that contain viruses like colds, like flus, and like the coronavirus here. Studies, and you're welcome to go, there's some cool videos that you can check out that show, use special lighting and special cameras to show these micro droplets when people are speaking, and then they show people wearing masks and the reduction in those micro droplets in the air. So let's talk about masks for a second. Now, we can break this down very simply into two types of masks. We have our high-grade masks, often called N95 masks, that really do a tremendous job of limiting the stuff that can go out 
and that can come into the mask. These are what we often talk about with a lot of doctors or other people when they're around. Sick people are wearing these higher grade N95 masks to try to limit those droplets coming in to uh, when they breathe in. Then we, roughly speaking here, right, have our cloth masks, which a lot of us have made or are using, or even things like bandanas or putting a shirt over our face. And you have people out there saying those type of masks are completely useless. That's not true, right? So here's the thing. Does wearing a mask completely prevent you from getting an infection, whether it's a cold, a flu, a coronavirus, or anything else? Does it completely reduce the risk? No. We need to think of this like gambling. When you go to a casino or you're playing a game of chance, is there a sure thing where you're absolutely sure you're going to win? No. Unless you absolutely cheat, there is no way to 100% make sure you win. But there are things you can do that tilt the odds statistically in your favor that increase your odds of winning. When it comes to catching colds, flus, coronavirus, etc., there is no way short of locking ourselves in a bunker all by ourselves, not being around anybody else, to be 100% sure that we're not going to get this thing but we can engage in behaviors that reduce our risk. Now listen, most people don't like wearing masks, right? It feels weird to have something covering your face. You can feel your breath, part of it being reflected back at you. If you wear glasses, it can fog them up. If you can get the the warm air in your eyes, which can dry out and irritate your eyes. We don't like wearing them. They're inconvenient. They don't feel good. Well, they, they are, we have to remember them. We have to remember to put them on. You know, we, we go to touch our face and there's this thing there. We feel that it limits interaction. Like you, it's harder to look at people. They look strange when they're wearing masks. They look a little bit scary. Like all of these things are real. And it's true. And I think we need to just be honest that none of us or almost none of us like to wear masks, but I see these weird things going around where people are talking about, like, it increases your risk of infection. Like, what what are you talking about? All these, this virus can be lodged in the mask. Well, there's a simple answer to that. If you're using a cloth mask, wash it. Every once in a while, wash it. If you want to, put bleach in the in the washing machine or in the rinse that you're using to clean it. If you're using some other form of paper mask, whenever you can, like, periodically, replace it. Then I hear this very strange thing people talking about that, uh, you know, the carbon dioxide. So let's be clear. We breathe in oxygen. That's what our body needs to run. And we breathe out carbon dioxide. And they're talking about, you know, people poisoning themselves with carbon dioxide because of the mask. Like, what? What are you talking about? That's that's a very silly belief. We know people who wear masks like doctors, surgeons, nurses, and others wear masks for hours and hours and hours a day, and they're not like dropping dead from carbon dioxide poisoning or anything else. It's a, it's a very weird statement. Do you need to worry about something like that? No. Now, listen, are there people 
with claustrophobia, anxiety issues, of course, children, smaller children have a very, very difficult time with masks. And it's understandable. There are a segment of the population that really have severe problems. There are others with significant breathing problems and other concerns that basically make it impossible for them to wear masks. But most of us out there and most of the people I see complaining on social media about wearing masks, we just need to fess up. We just don't like to wear masks versus really, truly, there's a segment of the population that can't wear masks. So look, let's bring this all back around, right? Are masks helpful? Do they reduce the risk of transmission? Yes. Would it be a good idea if going forward into the future, when someone is sick, when someone's coming down with a cold or a flu, they're sick, or in this period after they've begun to recover from it, maybe when they're coughing, when they're sneezing, would it be a good idea for those people, when they go out in public, to wear a mask? Absolutely, because when they cough, when they sneeze, when they breathe a lot, those micro droplets that we were talking about are reduced, right? Do we reduce but not eliminate our risk of getting a, an infection by wearing a mask? Yes, again, the studies, you can go look at these really cool videos of micro droplets. And when someone has no mask on, when the person speaking, coughing, or sneezing has a mask on, and then on the other side, when the other person is wearing a mask, it helps to reduce our exposure. So let's get real. Does it reduce but not eliminate our risk? Yes. Is it inconvenient, irritating, and annoying? Yes. But can the vast majority of people wear masks? And do I recommend that you take sensible precautions? Yes. Going forward, I believe one of the habits that it would be wise for us adopt, to adopt is that we, when we personally are sick, it's a good idea when we go out in public, we're around other people to wear a mask. We can reduce the transmission of things like colds and flus and other viruses. All right, folks, that is my rant for today. Most of us, I believe, should be taking the sensible precaution of using masks when we're around, especially in confined spaces. If you're on a walk with someone else, is there much risk of transmission? No. If you're going into a place with limited airflow, so those micro droplets are hanging around, and especially if there's a lot of people there, so a lot of people breathing out these micro droplets, does it make sense for people to wear masks? Yes, it does. All right. That's it for me today, folks. Listen, if you want to be around other people who are dealing with digestive issues and autoimmunity, and you're looking for support, I urge you, come and join us at the ANH Academy. That is our free but exclusive Facebook group. All you need to do is go to Facebook, type in ANH, that stands for Aspire Natural Health, ANH Academy. You'll find it there. You're welcome to join. There are three sick, simple, quick, easy, simple, quick, easy questions that you need to answer. And then I would love to invite you in, join you to come and join us. The Aspire Natural Health ANH Academy is for everyone who is suffering with digestive issues or autoimmunity who is looking for support on their health journey. And you are welcome to join us. All right, folks, that is it for me today. Until next time, take care.